Welcome to Unapologetically Me with me, your host, Melissa Peta, the owner of Pilates Plus in Greenwood Village, Colorado. All right, everybody. It has been a while since I've been on, but I'm going to tell you, I got some professional podcast things. Uh, I don't have one cord, and that is not to say that the company messed up and didn't send me the cord. That is just to show you how crazy unorganized I am in my house. Now, my studio is completely organized, and it's beautiful, and you'd never guess how my house looks, but, you know, shows where I spend most of my time. Anyway, so this machine, it's been cracking me up because it has like the laughter button. It has applause. So if you guys aren't entertained by it, I can guarantee you that I will be entertained. So here we are. Uh, it's been, like I said, it's been like a couple months actually, because we're just going to jump right into it, which is basically my, I think I podcasted last in end of February. Um, I, managed to, I went out with a friend and her family, got home, went over to my parents' townhouse, supposed to get a huge snowstorm in Colorado. And it didn't happen, which is pretty typical for Colorado. You just never know what you're going to get. But I had my parents' car in my garage. So I was going to put my car in their garage so I didn't have to deal in the morning. And I just decided to go right to the garage without turning on the lights. I went in the front door went to the garage and there is a staircase right below where you'd hit the light. I completely overshot how far I was in the house. And I went face first down the stairs, head went through a wall. And I just laid at the bottom of the stairs thinking, this is it. I'm done. I There's nobody to contact like down here. And first thing I actually did was feel to see if my teeth were still in my mouth because, oh, that hurt. I could feel that hit pretty hard. Um, I managed to somehow get myself back up my stairs, went back to my house, took a, the, did the most appropriate thing and took a Facebook photo to laugh at myself on Facebook and have other laugh, others laugh at my pain. And immediately my phone started ringing. I started getting texts because I had a huge gash in my chin and granted it was bleeding like crazy, but my friends were like, you're going to need stitches in that. And I was like, no, it's fine. It's no big deal. And I was like, I'm just going to put a bandaid on it and go to sleep and it'll be fine. Um, the next thing I knew, my best friend and her husband were at my house taking me to the hospital. Uh, and I brought an overnight bag. So I was going to stay at their house. But yeah, we walked into the ER and the <laughs> dude looks at us and like, is like, Hmm, let me guess. I think I know who's supposed to be here. Um, yeah, he, he was, I was like, you are Sherlock Holmes, aren't you, sir? Congratulations. So I'm in the ER. They immediately get work to working on me and they began. They're like, oh, yeah, you're going to need stitches. Eleven stitches later, I was like, I still could have done this with a Band-Aid, like whatever. So um, we yeah. And they they were like, hey, we need to examine you further. We need to make sure there's no brain damage. So I had to get like a CT scan. Then I had to get a CT scan where they put the ink through you. And as I was laying in bed making jokes, I mean, I can't help it. I got to You got to make jokes when you're in these situations. And I'm, I'm laying there and the nurse is talking to me and she's laughing and, and she gets a phone call. My, my two friends are still at the hospital waiting for me to get discharged. And the nurse is like, Oh, we've got, uh, you could hear, like, I guess she said something like, I can't remember exactly what she said, but she's like, Oh, that's not good. Okay. So she's going to need to stay overnight. And I looked at my friends and I was like, all right, see you guys in the morning. And 
I was placed overnight in overnight care because apparently when you hit a, when you break a first rib in the clavicle, it's right by the heart and a lung. So they wanted to make sure that I didn't die. So yeah, so I was admitted and put into the hospital and I, you know, it was painful. It was nice though, because you got an IV right there that they can just inject the pain meds. But I remember the first time I went to the bathroom, it was like the next day is when I went to the bathroom for the first time and I got out of bed and it starts like the alarm starts sounding on the bed because I'd gotten out of bed without ringing the nurse in and I didn't know they'd put that on the bed. So they came in and I was like, I'm confused. Why do I have the, um, why do I have this on my, my bed, the sirens? And they were like, because you're a fall risk. And I said, what do you mean I'm a fall risk? I'm okay. And then it hit me. I was like, oh, that. That Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So with hearing that I have a broken first rib and hearing the dangers of it, you'd think that would have been my main concern. But I'm going to tell you what, after having three nose surgeries, the first thing I was concerned about was a broken nose. I was like, oh my God, what is this going to look like? And yeah, I know that's shallow, but hey, it, it is what it is. Anyway, so I... I stayed there the first day and the nurse came in the next day and she's like, we're going to let you decide if you want to go home today or stay another night. She's like, I'd suggest with the amount of meds that we're having to give you that you stay another night. Okay. You got to understand, like I'm getting like menus with all this different kinds of food on it, including carrot cake. I can choose to eat whenever I want. I can order whatever I want. There's no limit. Like I can ring a bell when I need to get more drugs. I can call down when I want soup because that's about all I could eat I could, and carrot cake. That's what I was going crazy with. Um, Because I could barely open my jaw. It's broken. So, of course, I was like, um, you guys are waiting on me hand and foot. Of course I want to stay another night. Like, where can I sign up for this vacation? And I think I was super nice. I wasn't overly demanding. I wasn't yelling at them. I wasn't telling them to – actually, I really did not want to leave. But I was also being – over nice because if you would have seen the way sometimes my mom would act with the doctors and nurses at this same hospital, which she had just been at, um, I knew that I had to be on my best behavior or they were, they could let me die if they wanted to. Not that I was at that stage, but, um, I did go home two days later with swollen face and just, I mean, ton of pain. They sent me home with some pain med medicine, but I chose not to use too much of it. I had a wonderful people that made me some great meals and took really good care of me. Um, I didn't really want anybody coming over. I slept a lot. I watched a lot of TV. I didn't do much. I tried to work doing what I could, but it was pretty hard. And I guess you just, you find out different things to do. We did some blogging, but even, even little movements, it's, it was hard with that, with that broken, basically arm is what I felt. It was just, it's the kind of pain that I don't ever care to feel again. But I went next door just to check on the, the, the site of the accident. And I tell you what, I had some PTSD. And then when I looked down the stairs and saw where I'd broken the drywall with my head, I was like, wow, this could have been way, way worse. So as you've probably figured out by now, this show is usually about dating in your 40s. I'm going to have my best friend on next week to be talking about um, some stuff that she's been going through and we're not going to ruin that right now, but yeah, it's always, it's just been interesting. Like guys are way more assertive and gross when you're in your forties. I'm determined. Um, I think they just, 
automatically think that you're going to be at their beck and call, especially when they are a scout for a football team. And I had been dating this guy for a couple months. Nothing, nothing serious or anything like that. But he texts me and he's like, well, he, he said, haven't heard from you. You know, what's up? And I said, I just got out of the hospital. I have a ton of broken bones. And he goes, and he gives me that, like, this, you can see, like, the devil stuff. And he's like, oh, so you're stuck at home. And I said, yeah. Well, can I come over and maybe we can have sex? And I'm like, um, no, that is the last thing I want to do right now. It, No. And then he, he even gets, like, <laughs> it gets even better because then he's like, well, I mean, if you can't have se- if you can't have sex, can you give me a blowjob? And I was like, "You prick! I just told you I broke my jaw. What about coming over and like rubbing my feet, the one part of my body that doesn't hurt?" But he was one of those guys that I could tell right, I could tell pretty quick that he'd been with girls that, you know, found out what he did for a living, and he just got what he wanted all the time, and so. I would never initiate anything with him. I was always like, what, you know, I, yeah, there was just no point. I just could tell. And I was like, I'm not going to give you what everybody else does because I just didn't want to. (laughs) And, but like I said, so there's all these girls that I think just put this thing in these guys' minds, which is like, yeah, I'm injured, but take, uh, but the guy is like, you need to take care of me. And I'm like, what happened to where, a nice guy would come over. Like I remember when I lived in California, I broke my wrist and my friend would come over. Like he came over a couple times a week to play Scrabble with me and nothing else. He didn't ask for anything physical. We never were physical, but he was just wanting to help me get through it. And I was like, where are those guys? Like, I mean, are we past that at this age? I don't know. Or is this every age like i think i'm gonna have to start interviewing girls in their 30s on the here and in their 20s if guys are the same way like just it's just like this um entitlement factor that they just feel like they're entitled to ask for sex whenever they want or ask for head or anything like that and i'm like whoa take it down a notch sir so i have about one more week until i get back into my normal routine and i've been having I have not been sitting at home the whole time. Like the first couple weeks, yeah, I kind of had to. There was just, it was not even a question. It was too hard to drive. It was too hard to get around too much. So luckily I have an amazing staff that took great care of the place. And um, yeah, so there was no worries about my studio. You know, I got a lot of things done from my computer, which is the way that my job works is I can do so much right from my bed, which is so awesome, except sometimes I fall back asleep, which isn't awesome. So I'm just thinking to myself, I'm like, I just want to get back into the dating world. Big mistake, huge mistake. (sighs) And I, so I get back online and I go, I think I met this guy on Bumble. And he was like, it said 48 years old, very good looking guy. I was impressed with, I was like, well, he's good looking. He's tall. He seems, to, I, I wasn't sure if he had his crap together. You don't really know until you meet them. But so we were talking, texting back and forth. And I was like, I was bored, like within 10 texts. I was like, yeah, this ain't going to happen. So then he texts me. I was on my way to uh, a networking party at the winery I go to. And he texts me. He's like, I'm right in the area. Do you want to meet and grab a drink? And I said, 
no, I'm actually on my way to an event. I said, you got to give me a little bit of notice, a little heads up because I'm, I'm a busy girl. Like I am. And plus I just didn't want to, he seemed boring. So we kind of just stopped talking. I thought that was, I was like, well, must be done. And then like two weeks later, he texts me. He's like, Hey, would you still want to meet? And I said, sure. You know, why not? You know, he's probably, he, he, maybe he does have a personality beyond text. You never know. Some people are just bad texters. They can't all be animated with smiley faces and exclamation points and everything like that. Like me. But I was like, yeah, let's, let's meet. That'd be fun. So he's like, okay, do you want to go for a walk? And I was thinking to myself, that's fine. I mean, that's, that's nice. But first of all, he asked me to go at 1230 and I'm thinking that's lunchtime. So maybe you bring me to lunch. I don't know. And then we can go for a walk or before we go for, we go for a walk and then go to lunch. I don't know. Something like that. So, and plus it's 45 degrees out. And I'm just going to tell you right now, my blood has never thickened here in Colorado. I do not like when it is below 50, I don't like to be outside. I, I've just accepted that part of me. I tell my friends that all the time. You will not find me outside. Even like skiing, unless it's like tubing, I would go tubing or sledding or something like that. But I am not going to just go for a walk, a stroll around a park in 45 degree weather. I did. I was just like, you know, what? stop being a snob. And we get to the park. I'm freezing. I don't dress right here. I'm just like, I'm in denial that it's cold. When it's cold, I'm still like the girl that's wearing flip-flops and no jacket. It's, I'm an idiot with that stuff. So I get there and I'm not dressed right. I And we, we go for a walk around the park. And I don't think he asked me one freaking question about myself, which, I mean, I like to talk a lot, but, you know, when you're on that kind of thing, you want, you want to be asked a couple questions, but I learned all about him. And then he's like, we get to... And, he kept mentioning, he kept like name dropping people that he knew, like relatives that he has of the Denver Broncos and just like throwing about these, throwing around names that were um, from his family in California. And I was just like, I'm just not that girl that is big with name dropping. So we get back and he's like, oh, there's a bench over here with our name on it. I think we should sit and talk more. And I'm, I'm just like, Oh my God, I have to get, I got to get out of here. It's been 30 minutes. And I texted one of my friends. I was like, I'm dying. I said, I need to get out of here. And she was like, why that bad? And I was like, I'll tell, I'll tell you later. So finally, after telling me also like a million times on the walk that he is on unemployment, which is totally, I think that's pretty, I'm not going to take that against somebody because right now we're doing, it's COVID and it's, uh, it's a hard time. But he's telling me about the job that he has, and it's very sporadic. Like, you don't know when you're going to get work with this kind of a job. And then he's telling me how he doesn't have money anymore, and he hasn't for years, and, you know, he just doesn't do anything, and blah, blah, blah. Basically telling me I can never take you out on a date. And so I'm, you know, I'm kind of getting the vibe here that really he just wants sex. And again, so we sit down and we're talking and finally I'm just like, all right, I got to get back to work. Liar, liar, pants on fire. I don't really care. So he's like, I thought you didn't have to work. And I was like, oh yeah, we had some stuff come up. So got to go. And and he's like, well, my apartment is just like five minutes from here. If you want to go to my apartment. Um, first of all, it's two o'clock in the afternoon. I haven't, I don't have any alcohol in me. And you're telling me that that's all I'm good for right then and there. 
because you're not even you didn't even volunteer to take me out for one drink to talk more like somewhere we can sit inside and i can warm freak up nope so i was like nope gotta get out of here as quickly as possible get into my car and he's like oh my gosh that was such a great time and you're super sexy which i was like mm. so i'm really bad with telling people my feelings during this so i just ghosted him which is pretty much what i do i don't handle it the mature way it's just not in my nature especially if it's just like one date it is what it is so i mean i gave it a shot i tried to jump back on the bull i guess i would not call it a horse this dating is crazy and then i've got a guy that i've wanted to be with for like six years now and he's facetiming me during this whole thing and i'm like what is happening why are we together just kidding i'm just starting you know we did a girl's trip to um, the Palisades, which is right past Grand Junction. If you didn't know we had wineries here in Colorado, we got wineries and it's they're not they're not that bad. They're pretty darn good. So we did a girl's trip, just the three of us, and it was so much fun. It, I would rather do that stuff than be on awkward dates any day. Um, yeah, you know, eventually would I like to find a partner? Sure. But if I have to go through much more of this crap, I'm just glad I have a place to like vent about it because it is a crazy world. And, you know, two of my girlfriends, they have found they found guys pretty quick. And I'm like, well, where's mine? But then again, I'm like, well, where would my stories be? So uh, that's, that's that's kind of where I've been lately is just like trying to jump back into it, but also just enjoying life like. We are going to be at a uh, happy camper this weekend, the girls and all of us for my friend's birthday. And then uh, we have a charity event at the studio on Thursday for the Verma Foundation. Would love to have anybody that wants to, to come out and join us for some Pilates. The first two, uh, 4.30 and 5.30 are both Pilates classes. Um, and all the proceeds will be going to the Verma Foundation. And then we're going to be doing wine tasting, speaking of a winery, right afterwards. So, and just kind of mingling and getting to know what this foundation is about, where the studio can make a little bit of a difference. So, uh, yeah, if you have time, come out and join us. And then I'll be bringing Gina on here. You're going to get our fun little interview on Wednesday. Uh, I'm going to make sure this gets back to normal now that I'm, I feel like I'm starting to get life back a little bit more in order. You would not guess it from my house, like I said, but anyway, I hope you guys have a wonderful week and I hope if you have some fun stories that you want to get on here and share with me, I would love to have you on because that's what we do here. We make fun of our dates so that we keep going to find that partner. Have a great one, everybody.